Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. Carrie and I are so excited to talk to you today. We are going to talk about two phrases, follow up and follow through. And to me, they're two totally different, but sometimes when people say don't forget to follow up, what they really mean is don't forget to follow through. Carrie, if somebody tells you to follow up, what does that mean to you versus follow through? To me, follow up is a marketing term. So you follow up with prospects, you follow up with leads, you follow up with potential hires. It means you call them back, you text them back, you email them back, you get back into communication. So for me, that's what follow up means. You might occasionally, I mean, I don't know, sometimes you can do a similar thing like when you've delegated, right? Is that the other way you would use the word? Well, see, I hardly ever use the, once I've learned and really thought through, even in a marketing, it's not following up. It's really following through because there's a whole marketing process, right? So there's that they've called, you've responded, you've sent them information, you've gotten them in for a tour, you've called them back. I mean, there's, it's more than a single step. And to me, I guess follow up kind of means it's a single step, like it's one thing you do. Yeah, I think people think of it as follow up is the ping pong going back and forth and back and forth. I think they think of it as the marketing ping pong. <laughs> but but, and it, but it, let's think this through because we talk about follow up. I mean, I've heard my husband use it. I've gotten emails when people have said, oh, I'm just following up with you. And I'm like, so what is it that you're, you know, what does that mean? Because following up with me means that we've got stuff to do right? right so is that is it is it a single thing or is it we need to finish whatever the project was and so to me that's more of a follow through see i think of i think of follow through as being you told someone what your expectations were and or you told them what the consequences would be for misbehavior and you need to follow through with what you said that's the oh, first thing like that being pop- a parent. Yeah, that's the first <laughs> thing that pops into my head with follow through is creating immediate natural related consequences for my husband, for my staff, for my children, you know, for a dog I've dog sitting, <laughs> you know, I have explained the rules and now I have to follow through with doing whatever I said was what was going to happen if I do the symbol for sit and I have a dog cookie in my hand and the dog sits, then I have to give the dog the cookie. <laughs> That's follow through. Okay, so I'm just I'm just laughing because I'm just saying, okay, so I'm thinking to myself, here we are talking to directors and Carrie's using the dog biscuit and the dog sit <laughs> example. And I'm thinking, and in my head, I immediately go to, you know, my children and natural consequence because they didn't get something done. However, professionally, I've always thought of follow through as the whole process. So whether it's hiring, whether it's firing, whether it's bringing on a new a new family into my program. I mean, to me, that's I, that's how I've always mentally professionally used that phrase. So it's interesting how one phrase and I'm sure our directors, if they use either phrase or both phrases, they probably also have that work version, parent version, and apparently pet version. <laughs> well, but it's also, <laughs> you know, it. neither of these phrases are very clear. <laughs> you know, 
magenta is clear. You know exactly what magenta means, right? We have phrases that are just wibbly wobbly. Fuzzy, but magenta is a fuzzy color. Is it pink? Is it purple? Is it red? Like really seriously? Let I don't know example. what magenta, what <laughs> color family magenta goes into, but it's it's you know when I see magenta, I know that's magenta. It's not pink it's not fuchsia it's magenta (laughs) and I think we don't have specific enough terms for these various things we're talking about that people use the words follow up and follow through for so I think that's part of the problem because you're not speaking clearly to whoever you say you're following up with or following through with (laughs) because it's not a specific phrase that means the same thing to everyone. So that's a great point of view. So when we talk about things that don't always mean the same thing to everyone, uh, that comes back to when we're delegating, when we're working with staff. Um, And I believe part of the reason we came back and did follow up and follow through was based on a previous podcast we did on staffing. And we really wanted to talk about this follow-up and follow-through. And so I think Carrie brought up a really good point about uh, the follow-through being related to a natural consequence. But is it always just a consequence? I mean, that's how my brain interprets it. <laughs> it is, but there is a the structure. You did, but if they did something good, wouldn't that well, also be? Well, that's still a natural consequence, whether it's positive or negative. You know, yeah. the dog sitting down, they get a consequence. They get the oh, cookie. Quit, quit doing the poor, poor, poor quit, quit the poor puppy. <laughs> You're the one who just got a new pet. Um, uh, that's a cat. Yes. Much harder to train than a staff person. Um, but like with staff, when you say, um, you know, you're going to need to get 24 hours of training in your first 90 days and another 24 hours in the next nine months. And this is how you're going to do it. And this is when we'll check in on it. And if you get it done early, this is the brownie points that you get. Or, you know, we give you it a half a day off or we give you, you know, $20 for you're driving here at Sonic um, or whatever, but you also get, you give both sides, right? That this is the good thing that happens if you get that done early. (laughs) This is the, it's acceptable thing that happens if you just get it done. And here is the negative thing that happens if you don't do it. But what's great about the example you just used, and this is something I think every director ought to rewind and listen to that whole process again, because not only were you very clear in what needed to be done and in what time frames, you laid out the expectations all the way along. And I find that a lot of us might do part of that. Um, we will forget that last part. Um, and even more than forget it, we also will not include any sort of incentive or consequence at the at the back end. Or we'll tell... I think it's really hard. Sometimes they'll tell people there's a consequence and then they don't actually do it. And I think that is 
a huge Achilles heel for a lot of directors. They say, if you don't get your training hours, then I'm not going to be able to have you in the classroom. And then they go, okay, you have four more days to get your training done. And then they let them work for three more weeks before they pull them out of the classroom. And that's, that's, I can't think of a better word than bullshit. <laughs> I can't think well, of I mean, a good childcare phrase. <laughs> right. I mean, but we've both been there. We've both been in situations as the director where we don't have another body. And, and I think that that really is part of the reason why a lot of the follow-up, follow-through consequences gets missed in this industry. We get so desperate to put a body in a classroom from a licensing standpoint, we forget to do a really good job of onboarding our staff. We need to take the time to make sure that they're getting a full day of orientation and that they really understand the whole what's expected of them every day. That the another day that helps them understand where to get the training, what the training is. Like that's the only piece out of your your awesome example that was missing was here's the training and here's where you do it, right? Because you just said 24 and 24 and and in the certain time frames. And, but there's a lot of people, if you're new to this industry, that you may not know where to go. Where do I go? And that, Or you might look up training, and then you're like, I don't have the money for this. Well, I mean, I'm laughing because I got an email from a director on Sunday saying, um, my anniversary date is in March, and I don't have all 30 hours. Can you help a bro out? <laughs> and so, yes, even... Even directors will lose track of the fact that they have to have their 30 hours. But there is a natural consequence. If the director doesn't get the 30 hours, licensing is going to come in. They're going to pull staff files and they're going to say, you're not qualified to be the director. This needs to be fixed within a week, right? So there is a natural consequence. There is follow up and follow through by licensing if you're not taking care of the basics of minimum standards. Right. Right. Well, so, but even the training you just talked about is a minimum standard. So let's talk about this. Let's help our directors change their frame of mind. So I think directors often find themselves frazzled, desperate for a warm body that's going to stay past noon and come back after lunch, and that they will do whatever they can to the point of almost coddling a child, right, Keep to keep that new staff person on site. So they don't want to scare them. Right. They don't, they definitely aren't going to be up for confrontation. But you brought up such a great point when you brought up licensing because as a director, you are so empowered to understand that, A, this is not up to you. This is the law, right? Yep. I mean, this is like, so if as a director, you start to totally change your thought process on, oh, I need them to get this is, it's not, I need them. The state requires them and they cannot work in your program. It's against the law if they don't have it. And so we have to, if you have a hard time saying no or saying, if you, you know, your anniversary date is next Thursday, you need to get your training done over the weekend or you can't be in a classroom Next week, you're going to be sitting, doing the training in front of me in the office, and you're going to be paid minimum wage, not your normal classroom hours. 
Okay, but right there, didn't you just take the monkey? No. I said sure? I would supervise the monkey. <laughs> I'm not going to do their training for them, but I am going to babysit the monkey. I'm going to have them sit in my office while they're doing the training so that I know they're not just slacking off and watching TikTok for four hours. <laughs> oh, smartphones. Um, gotta love them, gotta hate them. So I don't so, think yeah. of that as taking the monkey. I think of that as... Saying that the monkey needs to be here. <laughs> I'm not okay, doing so, the work. So you're not taking it. You're supervising right. the monkey. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess you didn't take the monkey back completely, but you didn't let them. So this is a way. So I think that's a great, I'm going to go with middle ground because you know me. I, I'm much more of a, <laughs> you starved, you died, you're out of here. Um, so <laughs> for those of you who haven't figured out, Carrie and I have a little different um, style. And Carrie's much nicer. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, but I mean, I'm not letting them get paid whatever their classroom rate is for sitting in the office because they were picking their nose for 11 and a half months. They're getting paid minimum wage for that stuff. Uh-uh. I'm not paying you your classroom rate for getting your training hours when you have been lollygagging. <laughs> But, but is this something that, in reality, you could send them home and say you can't come back until you have your training complete? Absolutely. And that's why I said, do it over the weekend or I'm cutting your pay on Monday. So yeah, I gave so, I mean, them I a carrot that... and a stick. You can do it over the weekend and I will pay you for your hours at you know whatever rate when you're at home doing this training. Or you can come in on Monday and get paid minimum wage and sit in the office. I, I like to give both sides, both the, this is the positive thing that can happen. And this is what's going to smack you in the face. <laughs> well, I think that in light of where we've been for the last nine months or so, um, I, I, if we have directors or staff who are getting paid right now and don't have their training hours as a director, you have a bigger problem. Yeah. Because I am fairly certain that at some point in time in the last nine months, your staff have been paid and probably had free time, if that makes sense. Does yeah. That mean, because right? if they're getting paid for 10 days while they're at home, you know, on a 10 day quarantine, they should be doing the first their G ten day quarantine. You know, they should be doing their GD training. <laughs> right. So, so, so that's a great. Again, that's another thing to think about with your staff. If your staff are on quarantine, first of all, hopefully you have figured out by now that they only um, the law only required you to do one ten day train, one day paid COVID component. So if you have one of those people who, you know, nine month, nine times in seven months have, you know, taken off, you know, 10 days, hopefully you haven't paid them the whole time. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Or if it's just when COVID was starting and everybody was, you know, home or you have a bad breakout, you know, whatever the situation is, hopefully you were listening to us early on and you heard <laughs> all of our suggestions. And if you didn't, well, go find those and start listening to them because it's still awesome information about how to help your staff when they have to be at home. And we may want to repost that just to remind people because, because our numbers aren't really going down. We still have schools that are still having to close rooms. We still have staff having to take time off. If you're doing anything to support your staff when they're, when they're out because they've been exposed or, or whatever it might be, um, they need to be doing this training. 
Right. But the follow up <laughs> and follow through is important for other things too, not just training. It's just Kate and I are trainers and we're very passionate about this. But the same thing is about, you know, coming to work on time, being oh. in uniform, keeping your dang technology out of the classroom. No smart watches, no phones, no temp, uh, tablets that aren't the center tablets. You know, all of that needs to be out of the classroom. All of this is follow up and follow through. Exactly. And and there's other places to use follow up and follow through other than staff. And as a director, if you're trying really hard to figure out how to practice this skill, it works really well with family of, of all age levels. Uh, it works in other areas, the doctor's office, getting bills paid, any of those places also have, you know, I need this by this time or this will happen. And this is a great opportunity to practice and use at places other than just hiring your staff, firing your staff, training your staff, uh, your 13-year-old your, your, your who's a little sassy. You know, I mean, all of those are appropriate places. So use it everywhere. Maybe a better phrase is being accountable. Is that a better phrase than follow up or follow through? Accountability? Well, accountability is 100% what we've been talking about. And follow up and follow through comes back to um, delegating and taking care of those monkeys and checking in. So I think there's checking in versus follow up. I think there's follow through, which really can be uh, applied all kinds of places. To me, follow through is taking something from start to finish. And, and even if that finish may look different places. So if you have a person who has called and has inquired about your program, my version of follow through could stop at them saying they want a Montessori program and I'm not it, right? So right. I have now followed through the process. But if I've answered their questions, have I sent them information? Have I brought them in? Taking them all the way to their first day as a family is the follow through. No, taking them all the way to their first six weeks at your center. Actually, all the way through kindergarten. Maybe all the way through after school <laughs> as, a five, as a fifth grader. I'm going all the way. Let's just take them all the way. But, uh... <laughs> but at the very least... If you're enrolling a family, the follow through and follow up needs to go until they're with you for six weeks um, so that they're well established at the program. They've had somebody to answer their questions. They didn't understand why the bottles are coming home with milk in them. Uh, they're not understanding why, you know, the backpacks are empty on Monday and full on Friday, you know, whatever following up with them using my verbiage for following up, which is playing ping pong, <laughs> you know, I'm checking in on you. How is everything going with bringing your kids stuff in in the morning? Do you have any questions about that? How are you feeling about, you know, the menu? Oh, you haven't seen the menu. Here's where the menu is. All of that you're doing through that first six weeks. Absolutely. And your staff need that same follow through as well. Um, so staff, families, anybody who is new in a relationship to you yeah. in reality. So regardless, new friends, new family, new coworkers, um, it's really important as a director to develop your own versions of follow up and follow through. So I guess that's probably the biggest thing for us to really acknowledge is 
Um, and you've already heard us give examples of how Carrie would handle something versus how I would handle it. So now it's up to you to figure out what's going to work best for you. Create some systems. You'll create more the more you do it. But what is your system for making sure your staff get their annual training? What is your system from an initial contact with your center until enrollment or until they're well settled in your program? What is your system for initial contact with a potential employee through the six weeks of them being settled at your program? And if you're not sure what Carrie means by steps, you know, I know we have done more than one podcast on all of those. Um, It's also, if you haven't taken our director courses or any of our business courses, we have that information and we'd be happy to help uh, let you get your training hours by helping you create some of these systems. So um, that's a great opportunity for you. So give us a call. Um, If you aren't really sure and you have even more questions, if maybe all we did today was to spark some questions, why don't you give us a a shout out at our email, hello at colorfulclipboard.com, and Carrie or I will get back to you, and we'd be happy to answer questions. There's another option. They can put it in a review on um, Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen on something other than Apple device, you can go into Apple Podcasts and you can write a review, and you can say... This episode was useful. Hey, Carrie, what would you do to create a system around bleh? (laughs) Go ahead and put that (laughs) review. The more reviews we have, and right now we don't have any, I don't think, um, it makes it easier for people to find our podcast. So if you could go in and write a review, we would really appreciate it. Because this is episode 51? Uh, Or 52, something like that. Well, okay, it's it's upload 51. I think it's only episode 48, but we had some bonuses in there and some other fun stuff. So anyway, we are uploading episode 51 as far as the charts are concerned. <laughs> so <laughs> we hope you guys join us and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.